This is the Trail Trash Podcast. All right, ladies and germs, welcome back to another episode of the Trail Trash Podcast. It's Garrett back again. Whatever was stuck in my throat, use your imagination, is gone. Thank God. And I sound like a normal person. Again. John's dogs are making an appearance. They're talking about yeah. So that's all right. You'll hear whiskey at some point. I know you will. So and uh, and Will's back. So or. Will's back. Will was never Will's, gone. Will's always here. Will is always here. Will is like Michael Myers. Wherever you're walking in the background, he's just there all the time. And unfortunately, Jason is not with us. It's not work this time. Homeboy gets to go to New York. Doesn't he have like a business meeting with Trump or something? I mean, Castle Atnip is really, really, yeah, really taking off. Right. Yeah. You know, VIP candidate. Um, or what would, what would Jason Atnip and Donald Trump have a conversation about if they had 10 minutes in a room together? What do you think? <laughs> I, I am really curious about that. I really what would I, Jason say to Donald Trump? I don't know. I really don't know. I think he'd be like, man, I think you're really cool and all. I but... do too. I think, I think he would freeze up and he would be like ultra nice. I think he would kiss Donald Trump's booty a little bit. I really I, do. He, he, the, Jason is Switzerland. Yeah. He's always trying to make peace. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Unless he lost a tooth to a ginger chew. Then he just gets really pissed. <laughs> then he points his finger and everybody around says, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> and find my tooth. <laughs> Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, I just made me think of Trump and a meeting between <laughs> our buddy no, and Donald Trump, President Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Jason is on his way to New York tomorrow morning. He and his wife take off on a short little getaway that is well-deserved for Jason and all that his employer puts him through. His employer's bathrooms put him through. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we're just going to hang out tonight. We're going to talk a bit about <laughs> cocaine and bears. That's and right. How the, and how the two do not mix or well, do mix. Apparently, cocaine and bears mix really well with the Smoky Mountains because that's where it all goes down. So they're really making a movie out of this. I think they're adding a little bit, you know, the blood and guts part. But the the bones of the stories there. A little bit of background. Um, I guess you guys saw the trailer that I shared earlier today. Oh but yeah, I was all in the second I saw it. <laughs> the minute the minute John saw cocaine and bears in the same sentence, he said, "I don't care what OSHA says right now. I'm doing this." <laughs> I don't yeah. know that OSHA would have any specific guidance on cocaine bears. No, no, just more or less like, I don't, yeah, that person's got their hand in some shit they're not supposed to have it in. I don't care what OSHA says about that right now. I'm watching cocaine and bears. <laughs> and you know what? I was, I was thinking about this. Do you guys remember the opening scene of the trailer, the actor that's the ambulance driver, or maybe he's not the driver, but he's, he, he came from the ambulance. Mm -hmm. Scott Sice, I think is how you say his name. Maybe it's Scott Cease. Do you recognize who that is? He's not Jason David Frank. 
the Are guy you? you know the guy who does the uh tiktok and instagram videos um the angry retail guy where really yes the guy that's that he has mm-hmm. a customer has a complaint and, he, and then he goes comes back <laughs> at him mm-hmm. uh yeah look him up scott size s-e-i-s-s i got i think he got a uh yeah i've got it back up right now <laughs> <laughs> How bad? Wait, is, is that a, is that really a universal movie? Yes, Ray Liotta is in it, man. Oh my god! Yeah, as is... Ray Liotta's last um, movie project. You know, because he's dead now. Because he passed away. Yes. So yeah. Okay, so back to cocaine and bears. What the fuck happened? <laughs> so apparently. And I'm just reading bits and pieces of this, but in 19... Let me pull up the... Uh... So according to the Wikipedia page, in 1985, a black bear ingested a duffel bag full of cocaine. How did the cocaine get to him, though? That's the that's the other best part of this. How did the bear find the cocaine? Like, I really... Like, there is a lot of missing pieces here. So, so I'm not real sure, but I think what happened... There's two ways this could go, because I'm reading bits and pieces. Either... Um, there was First off, there was a drug smuggler that was flying an airplane somewhere between Georgia and Knoxville, Tennessee... And he bailed out of the plane over Knoxville and he had too much cocaine on his body and he died on impact, even though he had a parachute. So either the bear found the cocaine in the woods near Knoxville, ingested it and ran whatever, went on this tirade, something and went, made it all the way to the Georgia border and died. Or the guy was dumping cocaine over the Smoky Mountains or the outskirts of the Smoky Mountains from Georgia, and the bear found the cocaine in Georgia. Is it possible, because we can't rule this out with drug smuggling, is it possible the guy died on impact as he jumped out of the plane, and the bear found the carcass, ate the carcass with the cocaine inside the carcass as he was smuggling cocaine in his body? It's possible, but do you realize that would mean that this bear came out of the woods, saw a free dinner that was wrapped in a white substance in Knoxville, right? Ate the cocaine in Knoxville enough to cause an overdose to kill the bear and somehow ran as fast as he could to the Georgia border and died because that's where they found him. What do you think is going through a bear's mind? When he's overdosing on cocaine. <laughs> well, if the bear knew the word shit, probably, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> and how did they, when they found this bear, surely their first thought was not, oh, this is a bear on cocaine. Like, how did they find? They did an bear... autopsy to see why the bear died for some reason. And they found. Yeah. So <laughs> is that, I mean, because black bear don't ver- don't venture too far down well no because they're in florida that depends how many lines of uh, cocaine did this bear snort snort before it started walking maybe that's how they got to florida is a bear snorted two bears snorted a bunch of cocaine male and female and now they are in florida so um man i this movie's gonna 
is this Sharknado level bad? Do we? I think? don't know. It didn't seem that bad in the in the trailers, but who knows? Of course, in in the movie, they're making the bear a killer bear, and he's killing everybody, or she's well, killing everybody. I mean, but, on cocaine, it probably would. Well, what else does that story say, John? I, I didn't. I just uh, scanned it today. So it looks like a narcotics investigator. Um, he turned it. He turned to a, to drug smuggling. He's hauling the cocaine back from Colombia and en route to the United States while he's flying over Florida. He heard he got wind of federal agents talking about seizing the plane. So they ditch he ditched the cocaine while flying over wherever. And that's how it ended up, you know, coming into contact with the bear. So the bear did find the cocaine probably in Georgia, not Knoxville. Well, that just ruins the story for me. I wanted a bear running. 500 miles per hour from knoxville to <laughs> to georgia i just i just got that picture in my mind i like that yeah, picture said it, was, um, said it was near blairsville georgia so so how did the pilot die again does it say i still um, like my i still like my theory of the bear ate the carcass and the guy says had... that the guy was says the guy was smuggling the drugs he parachuted out of the jet with 77 remaining pounds of cocaine taped to his body with two pistols, night vision goggles, a survival knife, and $4,500 in cash. And then his parachute malfunctioned. Who who Um, is the smuggler? And he, he, uh, or I guess his body, whatever, landed in, in South Knoxville. So that's how that portion of it got to the area. Well, what I said his name was uh, Andrew Thompson. No, but who's playing the smuggler? Oh. Oh, I don't know. But it does say, there was a news report in the trailer that the plane crashed in Knoxville, or he jumped out in Knoxville, so they're leaving that in. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But where did the plane end up, do you think? North of Knoxville. (laughs) (laughs) Well... It looks like a movie I'm definitely going to see. I hope it's in the theaters. God, I hope it's in the <laughs> This has to be slightly better than Sharknado. What was that That preacher velociraptor movie? Oh, what about the... the was, it, uh, killer, killer was, it, was it Kung Fury? Is that the one you're thinking of? I don't know where he like... I didn't watch it, and I kind of wish I did. Where he like turns into a velociraptor or whatever, oh. and just it goes on. Velocipaster. That's it. Yes. yes. Velocipaster. Do you yes. remember the movie that Jason was watching? Probably last year at this time, the llama movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Said it was great or something, and we. I tried to watch it. It was so <laughs> awful. The llamas were. We eating. cannot trust Jason with his movie recommendations. <laughs> I don't think. So. <clears throat> cocaine bear so the question is as an ultra runner what do you do when you run into a black bear in the smokies all hyped up on cocaine i just lay down and say kill him i'm done <laughs> yeah let's say you're like uh it's like 3 a.m it's dark you're 20 hours into the smokies challenge adventure run 20 miles from the nearest trailhead and this thing comes running your way <laughs> I'm I'm hoping a boar is right behind me and I just get out of the way and let those two wild things just go at it. You know. 
don't know, man. I don't. I, so realistically, to tie this into what could potentially really happen, what would you do if you see a, you know, I mean, a, a, a big bear? And will have you? You've come close to some, haven't you? Well, yeah. if you're running with Will and you come across the bear, he laughs at you as he pushes you into the path of the bear. <laughs> he pushes yeah. you, cuts your Achilles, and slowly walks away because that's all he needs to do. Takes no. your gear with him, too. Yes, have to get the gear, you know, for identification purposes. You know, survival of the fittest. Yeah. Um, Was it you, Will, that, that you, like, you were running somewhere and you just come around a corner and bam, there's a bear just chilling right there around a tree? Was that you? Yeah, it, it was um, It was at the, uh, the dam south. What's the name of that? Fontana Dam. Fontana, yep. I had gone up there a couple weeks early before <clears throat> John and I did our preview run of Mount LeConte. I drove out there and I ran up to uh, the fire tower shuck stack and i ran up as hard as i could and then um felt good so i turned around and ran down as hard as i could and there's a lot of um switchbacks in the smokies and, and that trail is no different but the switchbacks are closer together in a certain area so i was i was rounding the corner to the right and you could see the trail below me to the left and when I glanced, I saw the blackest hair I've ever seen in my life. But I thought it was like, I thought it was a type of a dude's head because it just kind of out to the corner of my eye, I could see it. And I was, it was to my left and below me. And I was about to take a switch back to the left towards it on the, on the trail. When I came around the corner, the bear was right there. The bear stood up. And then as soon as it stood up, turned around and ran off the trail through the woods. Now, did you say, oh, shit, or oh, fuck? I didn't have time. Everything happened so <laughs> fast. Now, I was for sure, uh, I was, I made sure I stopped running at that point. <laughs> I wanted to be sure that bear had enough time to get as far away from me as possible. But that was my first real encounter with a bear. I've had, over the last couple of years, even you when got, John you got real we, lucky we with a had a lot of bear encounters. Yeah, uh, when we ran our first scar attempt in uh, was that 2019. Mm -hmm. So up until that point, I'd spent some not like a lot of time, but some like like a good amount of time in the Smokies, like running up there, and I'd never seen like a bear actually while out on the trail. Usually just like driving around like one of like the motorways, mm -hmm. and then we encountered two bears in our first four miles of that um the irony was i remember we got out of the car for that at fontana and we saw some 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 bear sign on the ground and we kind of laughed at that and then yep two bears that was fresh first, too. yeah the first one um first one he was hiding behind a tree so like i was i was in the lead he was behind the tree and I sure, came up on him. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Probably about an arm's length away from me, and he stood up. I mean, it wasn't a big one. It was probably a <coughs> juvenile. Like, would you say like a juvenile bear? Yeah, he bear? wasn't not fully grown for sure. Old enough that Mama Bear had let it go, though, scared right? Scared the but, shit you know. out of us. I know that. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely one of those <laughs> one of those moments where it just really catches you off guard. Um, and of course, Will's just like laughing his head off. <laughs> <laughs> four miles in john's dead 
here we go. Like, what do I do now? You know, there's a reason uh, he was out front. I'm just saying. <laughs> Next one we encountered after that wasn't too bad because he was actually on the trail and we could like see him from like a ways out and but make he, enough so- sound and stuff to like, you know, get him to go off. But he didn't want to. He kept walking towards us. We had to make a lot of noise to get him off the trail. Yeah. Um, I had a bear encounter during the scar. Um, Which one? Because you tried it three times. <laughs> the one with Greg. Oh, okay. Well, and, Greg would have killed it with his bare hands. Yeah, he would have snapped or made it a pet, yeah. and then come out like wearing its like pelt as a we coat. We didn't actually see it, but it growled at us. Um, the same thing happened when um, Kara, Jason, I think Tyler and I went up and ran Thunderhead last together a was year ago win- or so. Was that in the winter when Tyler and Jason almost died? No, I don't no? think okay. it was the winter. And that's a little fuzzy, but I do remember that um, Kara and I were running and a bear growled at us. And you, we didn't see it, but we heard it take off through the woods. It's it's a strange sound to hear a bear growl at you, especially if you can't see it. <laughs> I've, I've only had one real, I don't even call it a real encounter. It was during No Business 100, not this most recent time, the first time. Um, we had just, or I had just left cause it, you know, I was by myself, um, at this point it had just left, um, no, that first aid station that you guys were at this year. Um, uh, for whatever reason, the park escapes my mind and I've camped there. Um, okay. no, no, it's the other park right next to it. Like they share, um, anyway, at that point it was like mile 80 or uh, mile 80 something. Um, is it Daniel Boone or Davy Crockett? Or something? No, no, Pickett. no. Pickett's the start finish line. Um, Bandy Creek. Bandy Creek. Yeah, Bandy Creek. Um, so we had just left Bandy Creek, and I like I had heard some other people say, "Hey, there's a bear up here. Be careful." I'm like, "Okay, well, whatever. It's probably gone by now." No, he's just sitting there on the edge of the trail, and it was he was far enough away that you know you just say, "Hey, bear," and then I didn't even get that far. I just went Hut, and he just took off so um they run heavy like you hear them running mm-hmm. so, i saw one um when i was going after the course record for fun um the segment course record um up chimney tops in smoky mountains there was a bear there right off the trail he was just eating he was sitting down eating he didn't pay any attention to anybody mm-hmm. but up until 2019, I never, I don't think I ever saw a bear in that park. And I've seen bears four or five times in the park. I've seen a bear or two on two different occasions, actually, in 2020, uh, turning over dumpsters in hotels or trying to turn over dumpsters in hotels uh, that I've stayed in, in Gatlinburg. Um there's something going on with that bear population out there, I think. I think. Yeah. And we're starting to see a lot of bears inch their way towards us in Murfreesboro. I think yeah. to some of Mont Eagle. Close <laughs> to Mont Eagle, maybe. Yeah, and I really would have doubted that, but people have actually had like video footage of it. So it's like, well, that that's there. 
But yeah, I mean, prior to those experiences, you know, the only time I'd seen bears in the smoke is like I said, I was driving around like, um, say like in the Roaring Forks Motor Trail, uh, which is pretty much on the edge of the town. And then like um, a few times, you know, through Cades Cove, uh, which is, you know, a more popular place for bears. Um, even over here in this area around Raleigh, there have been just a few, not very many bear sightings over the years. Yeah, they uh, they have black bears in Florida, and I never, I knew it, you know, in the back of my mind, but I never really thought about it much, but it seems like a strange place for bears to be in Florida. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of the chimney tops, who owns that course record now? I think. Um, Is it still David Riddle? Yeah, Riddle, Riddle just torched it <laughs> a couple years back. Garrett's dog is trying to replace him on the podcast. <laughs> well, he'll probably do better than me. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, which one makes a scarier noise? Because you guys have heard him more than I have. A bear that you can't see growling or them wild feral pigs that you can't because that's a creepy noise. That scream thing that they do. Yeah. Um, and those things do not vocal. care. Like they like they don't care. I've heard them both <laughs> within an hour apart. The thing about the pigs that bother you or bothered me anyway was when I first heard them, for some reason, because they were snorting, and there were so many around, just around in the darkness in the Smoky Mountains, I thought I thought and was hoping it was elk. Nah, them pigs were circling you like wolves. So when when I ran into what it was, one of them had um, walked out in the middle of the trail and just stared at me. Well, then I knew what they were. And that freaked me out pretty bad because I've been hearing them for hours. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like it, it, the damn thing was standing there like, um, all right, you're mine now, bitch. You know, it, it was <laughs> like it had been stalking me for hours, but but eventually it went away. But I think the bear is more unsettling because the growl's so low and it just comes out of nowhere. It's like you could be running on a trail and there's there's just dead quiet or just normal, you know, wood sounds. And you just hear like, it's like 10 times deeper than a dog's growl. Oh, yeah. And then you hear it move and it's just knocking trees out of the way. And it's it's a growl that you feel it's so deep. If it's close enough. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It, it hasn't. The two times I heard the growl it hasn't been pleasant. But it's one of those things you just keep making noise and keep going. You know, you don't stop. Um, now, you've also gotten lucky on some chances with other animals, mainly snakes. Oh, yeah. The snake. That day. You're, you're a um, copperhead. <laughs> you that, was, uh, that was a murder ditch, right? I call fiery <laughs> gizzard murder ditch. Because um, it always I mean, tries to kill. They, me. they are the same, so. Um, Which, speaking of that race, was last weekend. You know, kudos to anyone who finished yep. that. That's a hard win run, right? Hard win adventure. Did he, he end up taking that? 
That's John Harden's Rice. Yep. Does a good job. Um, mm -hmm. That particular run, we ran the entire thing, the, the 26 miles. And in that one run, I got stung by, I guess, yellow jackets, two different places on the trail. And I stepped on a copperhead that had half of a chipmunk in its mouth. <laughs> when I stepped, all I heard was like a, a rush of air, you know. And I was like, oh, shit. And I kept running through and I turned around and looked and it had spit the, the chipmunk out and half of it was regular colored and half of it was black. And the snake wasn't curled up. It had half its body up in the air looking for that son of a bitch. It just stepped on him. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, a couple weeks before that, I was running the road with um, with a friend and we were running down the middle of the road on a two-lane road over near Nolensville, and there was a copperhead sitting in the middle of the road there, and he reached over and said, hey, move. At the last minute, <laughs> I would have stepped on that thing. It was just a copperhead sitting in the middle of the road warming up after dark. And those are the ones with Hershey Kisses on their sides and saddles on top, right? Yep, yep. The one at Fire Gizzard I couldn't see because it was before, below the uh, climbers area, and it was the exact same color as the ground. That is one of the things that's not my favorite around this time of year is uh, it's sticker snake season. Right now? It's a little late. Well, when you have mm -hmm. a lot of foliage on the ground, you get a lot of sticker snake season. Right after yeah, the, uh, the leaves fall, that scares me. What about you, John? Have you done anything, stepped on anything, or had any close calls? No, not anything like that. I mean, I've seen plenty of snakes out there, but I've never like stepped on one like that um no only place i've seen like the pigs uh was one time when i was running on lookout mountain you know just outside of chattanooga just doing the big daddy loop down there and uh, it was a real foggy day looks super cool and then uh encountered a couple pigs and they made some like angry sounds at me and so you know i just kind of went on my way but that was big daddy loop is a fun that's a good run that really is yeah I had no idea there were wild pigs on Lookout Mountain. Well, there was at least one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were they were chasing the bears. Worry about that too. Yeah, it's uh, it's on that section down near uh, the springs, uh, Skyuka Springs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What and what about our newcomers to the state, the mountain lions? Hmm. They're not newcomers. They've been here the whole time. Well, now there's, I guess there's now six reported sightings and now the, you know, DNR is like, yeah, they're here. So now, and they did say in a news article or a news clip that they used to be here and then they got hunted out and I guess they're coming back. So just another I, thing to watch out for. My grandfather grew up in, um, around Lawrenceburg, down mm -hmm. south, um, south of Columbia, Tennessee. And, uh, He's he was old enough, he remembers the houses that you could see through the walls, mm -hmm. you know, had the gaps back mm -hmm. to log homes. And he would tell me stories all the time, you know, in the in the 50s and 40s that they they were there, they've always been yeah. there. Yeah. Well, and that's one thing. I mean, hunting animals know how to hide because they have to, you know, and if they're if they're desperate, I guess you'll catch them. But I think most of these were trail cam footage. Mm -hmm. 
which makes sense. So moral of the story, don't run with Will. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I attract all the, the snakes and the lions and the bears. Do we have a release date on cocaine? Is the name Cocaine Bear? Uh, it's, it says uh, February 23. Oh, my God. I have to I have um, to put this on a calendar. Does this, bear. does this become a Rocky-style inspiration movie for ultra runners? <laughs> yeah, for some I, want reason, you, I, I want you to go out there, Will, and you're going to eat lightning and crap thunder, and you're going to run like a cocaine bear. <laughs> You could have run like a barrel of cocaine. I, I don't know. For some reason, as an ex-ultra runner, as I am right this moment, uh, <laughs> as soon as I saw cocaine bear and the thought of a barrel of cocaine, I it automatically went to ultra running for some reason. It's like, it got to be able to outrun that thing. I mean, a, a barrel runs like 30-something miles per hour, you know, not on cocaine, right? There's, mm-hmm. You're dead no matter what in this situation. But how fast... Did that actual bear, was he able to run? 175-pound bear, all juiced up on cocaine. No, this is a 500-pound bear. Now, this what I saw was 175-pound. Now, which is John true. has that look of like, are you sure? Maybe the parachuter look. was 175 pounds. Look. And while you're looking... I'm a 175-pound black bear apparently died of an overdose of cocaine after discovering a batch of the drug. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation said today the cocaine was apparently dropped from a plane piloted by Andrew Thornton, a convicted drug smuggler who died September 11th in Knoxville, Tennessee, because he was carrying too heavy a load while parachuting. That's the uh, original clipping from the 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 um 1985 new york times okay it looks like the movie synopsis said 500, 500 pound pound black bear. So <laughs> i guess they uh you know just embellished the details just a little bit you know for yeah. cinematic effect i'm sure they kept everything else true to story <laughs> i'm sure everything else is true to story let me ask this would you rather you're in the middle of an ultra take an upper like that or I guess a downer like pot. What are you doing, man? You don't do either. You don't do either. <laughs> or pot, so it just doesn't hurt anymore. And you're just like, hey, man, it's all good. We'll finish the race. It's all good. <laughs> I, I wouldn't do either, honestly. I, I mean, if you can take medical marijuana for pain, could that not give you some sort of advantage? That's interesting. Um, you know, they had that debate around the Olympics. Well, who does that, who's that woman, Richardson? Akari mm-hmm. Richardson, yep. And they, and people were arguing that it helped with your anxiety, kept you calm, so you perform better. Mm-hmm. And I'm inclined to believe that. And that's one of the reasons why it should not be um, <clears throat> But could you not, could you not take like a D8, like a Delta 8? does the same thing. Just doesn't have the THC components in it. Is it a banned substance? Buy it here legally in Tennessee, where well, medical I mean, marijuana is not allowed. Sporting events. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, let's put it this way: I was never outside of my college days. Was never really one 
that would ever get random drug tested because I won an event. Yeah, I feel like in the context of ultra running specifically, <clears throat> I feel like there's definitely like there could definitely be like, you know, a performance enhancing effect, just sure. one for the pain management. But you also think about all those times, like, you know, 70, 80 miles deep into an ultra where you just can't eat anything. And so, like, you know, doing that, you know, might help you build an appetite. That's an interesting point with the pain because people who use medical marijuana are doing it for what? The pain. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I really think any kind of drug, any kind of foreign drug like that, um, it could help you one way or another. Mm -hmm. Some people more than others. Yeah. you're taking an upper like cocaine. Well, obvious what that's going to do. It doesn't kill you if your heart doesn't explode. If you don't run all the way down to Georgia. But something like marijuana, which calms you down, it t- takes away some of the pain. It mellows you out. You stop worrying about stuff that you normally would, you know, you get, in a race. You appet- yeah, you get an appetite. You know, to me, yeah, I, I'm sure there's lots of people who do that. There's probably some famous people who do that, but I really think that's... That's an advantage. I really do. If I was an elite and someone at a race had done that, and and we all know that there's not a ton of money in ultra running. So let's use marathoning as an example. So you're competing and you're at Boston and you lose some money because, and then they come out and find out that this guy's taking medical marijuana. It's helping relieve some of his pain. I imagine I'd be pretty pissed. Well, um, and then people will say, well, I wasn't on, I wasn't actively on it, but the term pothead comes from somewhere, right? There's, if you smoke enough, there's some residual effect that lasts a few days, right? It doesn't just go away. Like, Oh, when you drink alcohol, the next morning you sober up, you're okay. There's, um, I would There's assume some residual effects. Yeah, I would assume it stays in your system for a while. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Take a random, <laughs> go to Jamaica, come back and take a random drug test <laughs> and see how long it's still in there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's a great sometimes picture. Sometimes you don't need a random drug test. You have other proof laying around, you know? Yeah, sometimes. I'm sure there's a great picture of someone really enjoying themselves in Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> speaking, speaking of that, one of these days, I'm really going to need a great rate on a mortgage. <laughs> you know anybody can we, hook me up, Garrett? Can we, can we make that picture? <laughs> somehow into the clip into the clip for this episode <laughs> or are we going to use the cocaine bear do you want the digital copy or the um the hard copy i've got laying around here <laughs> you know what garrett when in rome you know in our in our in our chat i have i have been so quiet in lately i I'm have sorry. a picture assigned if you look i have a i really thought out picture assigned john and Jason, and, and for some reason, it never occurred to me to make that your picture. It is now your picture. I'm gonna call you one day at like 3 a.m., and you're gonna look at your phone, and it's just gonna be that picture that just pops up. And naturally, you're gonna answer and be like, 
Sanka, what you smoking, man? <laughs> hey, Sanka, you dead, man? <laughs> I'm just going to be like, who wants to kiss the lucky egg? <laughs> Did they get a random drug test, by the way? Who? The guys on Cool Runnings. That's based on a true story. Yeah, I've been on that hill that they do that uh, push cart derby in. So um, at the beginning of the movie, I don't, heck, I don't know. I'm, assu- I'm assuming all, I would assume at, at the end of every event at the Olympics, every runner is subject to test, like right there on the spot, like pissing this cup now. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if you're at that level and you assume you're not, that's not going to happen to you. You're not paying attention, you know. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that, but we probably need to wrap this up. It's getting late. But here's the takeaway today's podcast. You need to ask yourself, would you rather in the woods all by yourself want to meet an angry bear hyped up on cocaine or a hungry bear that just smoked a joint? Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> well, the hungry bear I could probably get away from, but that's a good thought. I'm going to have a messed up dream tonight. Thanks, Will. No. I don't think we can come back from that right there. That's that's the ending right there. So, unless you all have any last-minute parting words. So. All right, guys, it's good to be back. I, I know we missed Jason. Missed, Jason always misses the fun conversations, man. <laughs> We do gear episodes. We do what are we taking off Jason episodes. We do cocaine bear episodes. So. And of course, whiskey's nuts. And so, gotta love our dogs. So. All right, guys, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. We will do this again next week. And uh, we will. I like the idea that John dropped in the chat uh, ultra running travel gear. It might be an episode. Yeah, what gear do you take with you as a tourist in New York City for how long is he out there? It's just two. I think it's just two days. They fly out tomorrow and come back Sunday. I think it's a real quick trip. Do you think Jason just sends a driver with his stuff to meet him wherever (laughs) he goes? (laughs) Jason is the driver to meet them wherever he goes. All right, gentlemen, until next time, we will see you all later. See you.